Hello and welcome to this bonus podcast. We're bringing this podcast series to you to go deeper in conversation into the thoughts behind our recent preaching series on discipleship here at C3 Imagine. To distill those ideas into bite-sized content for you to chew on as you go about your day. In this first episode of three bonus podcasts, Pastor Steve sits down with a few of our leaders across our church to talk about the recent preaching series, Walk With Me. We pray this blesses you as you listen. This bonus podcast, in fact, it's a series, a mini-series of three podcasts on Walk With Me, a discipleship series we did in our church, C3 Imagine, very recently. I'm Steve Warren, and I'm going to host a discussion with uh, three wonderful guests uh, who I'll introduce to you, or they will introduce themselves to you, actually, Christine uh, van der Klei, Jen Spencer, and Sipka Bonteku. Christine, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners right now? Hi, yes, I'm Christine. I've been in C3 Imagine for 15 years now. Um, I've actually been a Christian for 45 years, but I have to honestly say my greatest moments have been in the last 15, um, where I've seen growth, real growth. Um, in my daily life, I work as an account manager for a flower packaging company, and I work in for the UK market. Okay, thank you. Jen? Hey, I am Jen Spencer. I have been a part of C3 Imagine for almost six years, since literally the day I moved to the Netherlands from the US, uh, where I was also a part of C3 uh, for about uh, 20 years in total now. Um, in my work life, I work uh, in the engineering department at Microsoft with customers across the European region. Interesting. It is. <laughs> Sivka. Hey, so I'm Sivka. Thanks for having me. I was uh, raised in an amazing uh, Baptist church, but found my feet really in uh, C3 Imagine as a young teenager 15 years ago. And um, I work for a small consultancy doing mediation uh, in the public domain, uh, mainly city councils. And we mostly help different departments or organizations that are interdependent uh, understand each other and, and work together. Awesome. So you can tell we're in for a treat. We're going to have a, a really healthy discussion today on all things discipleship. And we have been defining discipleship in the series we've been preaching on by the word devoted. So a disciple is one who's devoted to Jesus before and above everything everything else. Mm. Simple description. I love simple descriptions. Yeah. Uh, but uh, very curious as to what each of the three of you would say about discipleship. What would, Christine, why don't you go first? Tell, tell us how you would define what a disciple is. Um, for me, it's very simple. It's letting God mold me, letting him um, get into my life and showing me the ways in which I can change. Good. Like it. Jen. I, I think probably my life verse is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And to me, that's, that's discipleship. So seeking right. God first in every sphere of my life, relationships, work, finances, community, and uh, yeah, and letting him have the first say. Fantastic. That's awesome. Love that. Sipka? Yeah, for me, really, it's, uh, it's a daily routine of being in, in God's presence Um because for me, it, it softens my heart. It opens mm. me up because I can be a person. I just, I think I know what I want and I think I know what I should be doing. But um, more often than not, I just when God comes in, there's just so much more space and yeah, so much goodness. I don't want to lose out on that. Wonderful. Well, uh, knowing all three of you well, I know that you live what you say. 
which is really important. We're going to dive into a very interesting aspect of discipleship today. We're going to talk about the influence of community and others in our lives. So just to kick off with uh, a deep dive question, I'm going to ask you for an example of a significant discipleship moment in your life. So Sipka, maybe you kick off first. Tell us about a significant discipleship moment in your life. Just to explain what I mean by that, by discipleship, um, I'm talking about a moment where someone has said something to you that may have been confrontational, but has significantly helped you in your growth as a follower of Jesus. Yeah, totally. Um, I was asked uh, a while ago uh, to do a little preach, like a five-minute preach, at a stage in my life where I wasn't really uh, doing that um, regularly. And um, and they came up to me a quiet last minute, and I was like, uh, nope, not going to do it. Uh, so, so I put up a bit of a wall. Uh, I didn't really let, let them in on why and uh, and so they were really gracious at that moment, and they were just like, okay, that's okay. And the next week they came back being like, hey, that, that's not really how we can also do it. And, and, and he actually showed me, like, um, what if you would have let me in on that decision a little bit, and then maybe the outcome would have been different or maybe better, and it probably would have because I probably should have, should have done that little message because... Uh, uh, yeah, he, he thought about why he wanted me to do it because I'd been through something on that in that in that area, and um, so he showed me the value of letting someone else in on your decision, taking them with mm-hmm. you on that journey, and to have uh, just so much more perspective on on making decisions. Yeah, Ryan, how's that how, how's that changed your behavior since? Because I certainly don't see you as that now. You're very teachable, very open. You invite even um, feedback. So, what's your? How would you describe your general behavior around uh, mentor input, friendship input? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I just realize, and I've learned afterwards that um, that I don't have all the wisdom. So, I really want to make the right decisions in my life. So to me, that is equivalent to inviting others in because uh, that's the best way or that's the only way maybe to, to making, um, making the, the decision in a way that is probably going to be best. Right. Um, so yeah, right now, if I have to make a decision, probably the first thing I think these days is like WhatsApp, one or two people be like, hey, can you think with me or can I call you? Hmm. Yeah. That's great. You know, we, we are in a society that values individualism. Um, and al- almost as if that's the way to go. And yet, I honestly believe that if you're to try and carve out life for yourself, you're never going to hit max. You're going to always sell yourself short because we have blind spots. You know, yeah. you, We don't know ourselves fully without the input of others shining their light. Jen, tell us your experience yeah. of that. Would that be true for you? Absolutely, You found yeah. that others have been critical to shining light into blind spots? Yeah, the podcast listeners couldn't hear me nodding vigorously, <laughs> but I was the whole time. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I, I've been in, in in this church between here and New York for almost 20 years, and the true sense of community and relationship has absolutely changed my life because it's given me a place to know that I'm not alone, 
that I'm in this sense of community, even though I am single, so I'm not making decisions in the context of my family. I don't make any decision alone. Like I've just built this muscle memory habit to invite people into my world. And I think the reason I do that now is because sort of growing up as a Christian in my 20s, because I was in this community that I knew loved me, it gave me a space to make mistakes and be corrected, but still have this sense of unconditional love. And I can be quite a perfectionist by nature and, and find it really hard to not just take correction, but even just to, to, to make a mistake or be off course. And so to have that sense of of care from friends mm. and people and leaders in my world has been huge. And there was a specific instance in my world where the circumstance is less important than the outcome, but it was essentially there was a squabble in our church community and I sort of took a side and, and I got a phone call from my pastor and he corrected me and he was dead right. And my initial flesh response was like, <gasps> felt like I got punched in the stomach. <laughs> but then I took a deep breath and I'm like, no, that's right. And I can repent and turn, which is what that word really means. Right. And it's all good, you know, like we're all still here. So I think there's so much of being in community and letting people into my world that's actually helped me understand the nature of God far more than I ever would if I just tried to do it on my own mm -hmm. or tried to reckon with the words of the Bible, when I see that forgiveness and that community lived out, that helps me actually be closer to God in my daily life. Right, that's awesome. And you, you, you said that initially that perfectionist street made it, made it feel really difficult yeah. to hear what people are saying. So did you then have to make a deliberate decision to say to yourself, right, I'm going to let yeah. others speak into my life? Was it a decision made or was it something you just grew into over time? I think it was, it's a great question. Like I remember the first time, like 23 years old that I was quote unquote pastored and I'm like, what are we doing right now? <laughs> like I don't yeah. understand this. And then now I think it just became, it, I guess it's like working out. Like once you realize how good it feels and how much right. good it does, like you just want to keep doing it and it becomes <laughs> a part of your life. And yeah. so like now, if I have a big decision to make or something I'm wrestling with or if I'm just having a bad day, I, I call people. Like I could so easily hide. I live alone. <laughs> I'm single. But I'm, I don't want to. Like right. I, it's just it's what I do. So and I will I will even ask friends like, hey, could you give me feedback on this area of my world? Do you think I should be doing something different? Do you think I have an attitude issue in this thing? Um, and just ask like my closest girlfriends to give me a perspective I might have missed on my own. That's so good. You know, we in the Christian world we hear from time to time of high-profile um, pastors or Christian personalities who have fallen. Mm. Um, but to be honest, for every one of those, there's multiple others who haven't. And mm. the common factor you often see is that they have surrounded themselves with voices they're not hiding from, voices they're not running from. They've allowed themselves to live a relatively transparent life for those reasons. Thank you. Christine, tell us a discipleship, a significant discipleship moment in your life. Well, I have to say um, it was something that you said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it was quite a long time ago, and we were sitting over dinner, 
And I think at that point in time, I asked, what do you think we, I need to do to grow? And you actually told me I needed to take more of a back seat in our marriage, in the way we serve in church together, Shud and I, my husband. And um, that was a bit of a shock to me because I was quite a dominant girl and I liked to hear my own voice and I liked to have my say. And, um, but I thought about it and I prayed about it and um, I knew you were right. And I started to make a shift and it wasn't easy and sometimes it's still not easy. Mm. Um, but I made a very conscious effort to shut up basically. Um, which <laughs> is what I needed to do. And the fruit of it has been amazing because my husband has really grown in many areas in his life because I let him, I gave him the space to do that by backing off um, in decision-making in our relationship, in our marriage, um, in his role in church, um, in our friendships. Um, it was a very hard thing to hear, but... Um, I asked you mm. and you gave me an honest answer and I needed to hear that. And I'm so thankful I heard it then and not maybe just a year ago because it's given me time to work on it um, and I've seen the fruit. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you two are awesome. Um, <laughs> thank you for asking the question as well. Yeah. I, I find that if it, you get a lot more out of your friends and your mentors when you are leaning into them, absolutely asking for input, inviting it, welcoming it, even if you're slightly hesitant because you're not quite sure what's coming, but at least you've you've asked, and and therefore that person feels freer, yeah, to speak the truth in love. Whereas if you see something, even if it's in a close friend, you, you're always, and you feel like you need to say it, but they're not really inviting a moment. You're always looking for that right moment. You love them, you want to draw their attention to it, but it, it's like, I've got to try it. And it's a little more awkward. Yeah. Um, now, of course, that awkwardness uh, isn't there so much as your friendship grows closer and closer, but still, if it's invited, it's so yeah. much easier. And I, so I regularly try and encourage people, lean in, make yeah. the call, ask the question, um, in, invite feedback, because it, it's so much easier. Yeah. When, when, um, when, whenever we have visiting guests through our church, I'll always ask them, tell us some things we can do better yeah. as a church. If I know them well enough, um, we, Lisbon and I will over dinner Great setting at you know, that time yeah, we had absolutely. dinner with you. We regularly have dinner with you, but <laughs> that particular time, it's a great setting over dinner to have those sort of conversations and, and invite that input. Tell us, please, speak yeah. into our world. Mm. Yeah. We want to be better. I have to say um, that growing up, I was very insecure and I found it very difficult if somebody corrected me. Mm. So I responded very badly to teachers at school or my parents. Um, because I was insecure and I didn't want to hear it, I was afraid. Mm -hmm. um, so it has taken me a lot to ask those questions. But as you said, Jen, y you see the result. So you think, okay, this is good. Yeah. This, this helps me, this has improved my life. Mm. So I need to do it, mm. even though sometimes it, it's painful. Um, but again, the way somebody's saying it uh, in love, yeah. it makes a lot of difference. 
that makes all the difference. Yeah. And it, it, you know, if if people are listening to this thinking I can now freely say what I like to someone, please, you know, yeah. and make sure <laughs> yeah. you, you, you it, this is not an open yeah. book to say what you Absolutely like at any time not. to anyone. We're talking the context of of um, a, a mentorship relationship that could be your group leader, that could be your pastor, it could you know someone you've chosen as a mentor or a close friend, yeah. and it's always done in love. Now, if you if you position your heart right. Um, then you will learn at any moment. I remember sitting um, next to Pastor Phil Pringle in a in a meeting he was speaking at at another church, and he leans over to me and he goes, "Do do you see what they are doing there?" Now um, he had previously been in our church, and we'd had a conversation, I think, about something, and I. I joined the dots instantly. I knew what he was saying. <laughs> Steve, this is a discipleship moment right now. See what they're doing. See what you do. Uh, <laughs> you could do this. He didn't say all of that. He didn't need to say all of that. Uh, but if your heart is positioned to want to learn and grow, even the throwaway comments uh, uh, that are more suggestive, you will pick up on and go, Amen. I'm going to run with that. Thank you. I appreciate that feedback. may feel personal, but I appreciate that feedback. Let's talk for a minute about friendship. Let's go, because there is a difference between a mentor slash pastor type person in your world and a friend. Um, I, I think a friend is someone who ought to be able to say anything that they feel they need to to you and even if you disagree with them, you're going to take it on board. So you're not going to be defensive. You're embracing their friendship voice. So, um, Sipka, you're very good at, uh, at making sure you've got your journeying life with friends and you don't just make it superficial. Tell us a, tell us a bit about your friendship world and what you let them in on in your life. Yeah. Um yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of friends quite close and um, uh, I mostly um, keep them close because um, it really let, lets my heart breathe just to know that mm. I have a safe place to open up. Mm. Um, That's great. And so that, and, and that, yeah, let, open up my soul. I think to just do that in my relationship with God um, to me, that doesn't cut it, and I'm not sure if I'm that they're not holy enough, or <laughs> but but like I I need that that breathing space, and they always have you know comments or questions, um or just the listening ear mm. that is just um yeah very helpful for my soul yeah right. What do you do? I I I know one of your scenarios. You you go for a walk quite regularly with one of your friends for exa example how do you foster that environment where someone could speak openly into your life yeah that's true actually um so we um we take one morning a week for an hour and we just we just walk even if it's raining and um and we just share what's happening uh personal hmm. personal lives and, and we just pray over each other while walking Wow. And uh, we do that quite early in the morning. So we feel super old, like, you know, like two old people, you know, <laughs> like pensioners <laughs> walking in the park in the morning. But it really works for us. Yeah. Um, and um, so that's like a, a, a bit of structure that I put in, in, in place there to, to really actually make sure I, I do that. 
Um, but um, yeah, in, in general, as I shared before, it's just become a habit, just like Jen said so wonderfully as well. It's just just the first the first thing I would think about. It's mm. like, oh, I'm not going well here. Mm. Who am I calling? Mm. Right. And then the question is not if I'm calling someone. The question is who am I calling? Um, and I'll let God in on that. Normally I just pray like, hey, God or Holy Spirit, who should I be calling right now? Mm. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really thankful I got amazing friends around me mm. that, that I can call for things like that. It's remarkable. Um, I think it's so important. You're a strong leader, um, but you've determined to surround yourself with mm. close friends and stay vulnerable with them. I think uh, as, as you grow in life and grow your confidence, it's very easy to start to think, I don't need them so much. Mm -hmm. Then it's a deliberate choice to say, I will always need them. I'll make sure I always need them. I'll stay vulnerable. Um, Jen, I, you do the same. Tell us. I do. Yeah. yeah and as, as you were talking, Sipka, it, so it really made me think about how intentional we have to be, or at least I've chosen to be in that. And especially because I, I moved country six years ago, right? And mm. I knew people in this community, but oh my goodness, I treated making friends like it was my job. Like I was connecting with people in church around Amsterdam and really also like identified a few people who in the church community I'm like these are going to be my friends like we connect on a variety of levels like we you know we can have this open friendship and talk to each other spiritually and I think it it's harder as you're older on some level because life is just fuller for everyone mm -hmm. you know when I was 22 and moved to New York City everyone wants to hang out all the time but um just making that space to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to open myself up to you, which mm. hopefully gives you trust to open yourself to me is really important. Um, and I have quite a few really, but let's say like three good girlfriends I've known for 20 years who literally know everything about me and will continue to. Um, and man, that is such a gift. Yeah. Like it's, it's the biggest gift. It's the biggest sense of protection right like they can pray for me i don't there's no walls with either you know either direction and that's that's incredible and that's worth fighting for it's not always easy but it's 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 gold yeah it like c can i say something mm. about it because um you said be the first to be vulnerable mm. if you're if you're serious yeah. about um, being discipled by your friends. Yes. Uh, and I've, I've noticed that to be so true. Yeah. And sometimes I hear people say, um, oh, I'm not sure if this friendship is ready for that depth of vulnerability. Yeah. And I actually don't agree. I also moved countries uh, twice in my life. And uh, I, I had to just at some point be like, okay, I'm just going to share here because who else am I going to share this with um, in, in this new place I'm at? Because... I, that what came so close. I didn't want to yeah. share it like over the phone with someone. I was like, I need someone to be there physically, pray with me. Yeah. And um, and I've noticed, um, I've had to do it a couple of times that relationship. If you pray about it and you feel, and I felt peace in that moment, um, um, to share that with the person, that it's always it always works, and and people can always carry that with you, and um, they always really deeply appreciate when you do so. So I've never. I had the experience that when you share something, it's 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 too early or too heavy on the other person. So that yeah, that's given me lots of confidence to just continue to do so. Can that's I right. can I just say it? It's really important. 
um, and I think you've experienced this, Jen, is to pick your friendships. Yeah. Um, we we see a lot of people on a Sunday. We love everybody. We're in great friendships, mm. but actually they're not your your friends that we're talking about now. No. Mm. You have to, you're talking about a few people yeah. who you've built that trust up with. Um, and I know with my few friends um, that they only need to maybe raise an eyebrow when I say something <laughs> that I know I've got to do something about that. And I had a situation recently where I went back to that person and apologized for something I'd said. Mm. And I said, that was wrong. I should have done that, done that differently. Or mm. I should have said that differently. Or that wasn't a good thought. Mm. Because I just spotted in their reaction. And that's all they needed to do. So yeah. it's that being in tune with each other um, and loving each other enough that actually, yeah, it's actually good just to say something. Um, but it's me being vulnerable, like you said, Sipka, mm. it's absolutely essential. Yeah. So good. This is such a good discussion. You know, um, I, I don't, I don't think we should be afraid of taking the risk. It mm. may be some of our listeners have been hurt through friendships, mm. and so I need to say this sensitively because some of those hurts can run deep. And yeah. I, you know, Lesbian and I have had to travel through broken relationships ourselves, so we know what it feels like. But I've got to say it's worth it because yes. when when you do have friends you can travel through life with together vulnerably, it is worth the risk that some may not work out. And so if you're listening today and you've been hurt by a relationship, mm. um, that ability to reconcile if you can. I don't know how many times I've said sorry, not even just to friends, to our own leadership team at times. I've got, I'm sorry. It's such a powerful word to to show vulnerability, but also keep that sense of life is about a constant reconciliation. It's about a constant journey of adjusting and repairing. If you want to live um, vulnerably enough to uh, do life in the midst of community, therefore you're enriching community and live life safer because you're now under the glance in the eye of people who deeply know you and deeply love you yes. and have your interest at heart. You're going to live a much safer life. And by living a safe life, you can live a risky life. Because yes. <laughs> yep. you so can go true. on adventures when you know yep. that there is a safety net of good friends mm -hmm. around you and good people around you. So we're going to have to wrap up however good this conversation has yep. been. That was good. Because I, I wanted these uh, conversations to be short enough for us to also get on to a second podcast in just a little while. We'll leave the suspense open there. If you're uh, listening to us and not subscribed, please click subscribe to the C3 Imagine uh, podcasts. We'd love to uh, have you listening to us on a weekly basis or go to our YouTube channel, C3 Imagine. Uh, that was the end of our first in a three-part mini-series on Walk With Me bonus special. We'll see you in a second. Thank you for tuning in to this bonus podcast. If you'd like to hear more on this topic, be sure to scroll back and listen to the messages from this series and subscribe so you don't miss any more. And if you want to find out more about us at C3 Imagine, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and say hello. For now, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Always